everyone, it's Yvette, your favorite Bruja from Lesser Known Coven. And I'm Brian, your favorite Bruja Yvette's co-host. And we don't, don't know, know shit, shit about, about comics. comics. It's literally in our name, like shit. Don't feel bad for not knowing anything about comics. Aw, we have the best guests. Yvette, please, you've had one too many White Claws. God, people are going to think I'm a drunk. Set it on fire and wreck it to the children and laugh at their parents and then we'll get on the... <laughs> oh man, I'm toasted. Come on, let's go while I'm feeling it. This is the I Don't Know Shit About Comics podcast. It's so out there and I love that. Learn with us. How does making music influence the way that you make comics? Um, It doesn't. Teach us. I don't feel like a comic book writer. I don't feel like a musician, but I have always felt like a storyteller. Or just show up for the party. The shrooms took over, I don't know, like two hours in. We got so hammered, I don't really remember. <laughs> this is the I Don't Know Shit About Comics podcast. Here are your hosts. Brian and Yvette. All right, welcome to the I Don't Know Shit About Comics podcast, the podcast about comics hosted by two people who don't know shit about them. I'm Brian, and I'm here with my always lovely co-host, Yvette. Hello, Yvette. Yvette. Oh, that's right. Yvette's not with us. She is on her honeymoon right now. Well, I'm here slaving away on the podcast, but I do have our fearless leader, Marcus Aurelius Bernal. What up, Mark? What up, dude? How's it going, man? It's going really well. Thanks for coming by and filling in the big shoes of the lovely Yvette. She does have freakishly large feet. It's something that she doesn't tell a lot of people, but I think it's like a size 12. You know? Yeah, I mean, in high school, yeah. they used to call her the Clydesdale. Yeah, <laughs> like, like when we were at that Back to the Beach concert, like I thought there was a Sasquatch on the loose. Like, yeah, I mean, you, you know, just hear this the galloping, and then a yeah. vet comes up behind you, just, you. You just saw the footprint. You're like, what? What unearthly <laughs> creature left this year? But the good news is, she found someone that loves her, big feet and all. So we're very happy for a vet. Um, <laughs> he would be, so, be so pissed because we saw it. <laughs> Why does it always come back to how big your feet are? You know, just like talking about her feet and girl. Anyway, Yvette, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you, you know, you know what they say about a girl with big feet? Big heart. Big heart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. Say, hey, but we wish the newlyweds happy, long marriage. They are a good, that's a good looking couple right there, man. Yeah, they're a great looking couple. And Mark and I, we went out for some lunch earlier today and I was like, man, Yvette and that guy that she married, we should really learn his name, by the way. Uh, Yvette <laughs> and her, her husband, they look so good together. It's just, I hope they make babies because they will have great skin tone from Yvette's uh, Southern background. And, you know, he's really tall. So, you know, they'll, they'll be tall dark, undoubtedly handsome, or pretty, whichever. But uh, anyway. We use gender normative terms, and then also talk about skin tones. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 2022 everywhere, but this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we're lucky that we only have 2.5 listeners out there, because the odds of them getting upset are slim to none, I'm assuming. They would have gotten upset already, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, but Mark and I and Yvette had the privilege of interviewing the great Gabe Valentine, creator and writer for Digital Lizards of Doom, one of the newest additions to lesser-known comics and possibly my favorite, although I have quite a few favorites. So, you know, it's like it's like deciding which child is your favorite. You know, it's like you might have a favorite, but you can't really say it out loud. Yeah, it's a good so, interview. Yeah, and Gabe is... He's an old soul, but I'd also say he's 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 a deep guy. I was listening to the interview a little earlier when I was doing some last minute edits, and I might have developed a man crush. You develop a man crush on all our guests: Jamal, Phil, uh, Dave Law. I feel like you're 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 like one of those chicks in high school or middle school that has hearts drawn around all the people in the yearbook. Yeah. Like, like you'll find my notebook and it'll say <laughs> Mrs. Brian Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess I do, uh, I might develop a slight man crush on well every single one of our guests. So if you would like to be the next one that I have a man or woman crush on, just come on the pod. It'll be done. It's a good way to feel loved. Yeah. Come on this podcast. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So right now, Lesser Known Comics has a Kickstarter with the newest level of D-Log. Is that what it is? Am I saying that right? Level, not issue, right? Yeah, he does uh, levels, not books. So yeah, Kickstarter right now, Digital Lizards of Doom, level three, Dana Deathly. It's uh, live right now until midnight on the 22nd of April. It's a cool Kickstarter because you can get caught up on all three Digital Lizards of Doom books or levels. But then also there's a Gabe's pool list on the Kickstarter. So it's got, I think it's 11 other books from the Lesser Known Comics catalog. So you can add that along with the Digital Lizards of Doom books. A lot of cool stuff. So I'm sure what we'll put it in the show notes or something like that to whatever extent. But yeah, excited about it. Yeah. So the Kickstarter ends on April 22nd at 12 a.m. Eastern time. And, and I believe Mark did this on purpose. But the great thing about that end date is that 420 is two days before it. So when you're out celebrating, yeah, hit lessernowncomics.com. Grab a couple comics. What better way to celebrate? Then with some comics, some of the devil's lettuce. Here is our interview with Mr. Gabe Valentine. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hey guys, what's going on? So Gabe, we went ahead and made a commercial for Digital Lizards of Doom. Okay, let's hear it. The graphic novel event of the century. If you like evil robots, ancient witches, pineapple demons, cyborg cat pirates. Wait, wait. All of that can't possibly be in the book. But wait, there's more. Wizard wizards, a zombie ninja, some dude with a spider coming out of his nose. This graphic novel series will literally change your life. Like, literally? I'm being super serious right now. After reading Digital Lizards of Doom, I burned every other comic I own. And then I burned down my house, torched my car, and spray painted the lesser known comics logo on a cop car. (laughs) 
Lesser-known comics in no way endorses arson, vandalism, or any type of senseless destruction of public or private property. Please read Digital Lizards of Doom responsibly, or don't. We're not your parents. And have you checked out the music by Digital Lizards of Doom? your name. It gets me pumped up for my workout. I do lots of squats. Like, a lot of squats. I fall asleep to it every night. It's on my birthing playlist. What? I want the first thing my child hears when it enters the world to be guitar karate. She knows guitar karate. She knows guitar karate. Check out the graphic novel series that gets better with each new book. Uh, they're called levels, not books. Are you even a fan? I was a fan of Digital Lizards of Doom before they sold out. Like, I'm old school D-Lod. Get yours today, or else you'll be a total loser. No one will come to your birthday party. Your parents will disown you. Your girlfriend will break up with you. Your dog will run away. Global warming will destroy us all. Birds will fall from the sky. Aliens will invade the Earth. Get that probe. Digital Lizards of Doom. Available now on Kickstarter. So, what do you think? You love it, right? Um, please don't show this to anyone. Welcome to the I Don't Know Shit About Comics podcast, the podcast about comics hosted by two people who don't know shit about him. I'm Brian, and I've got my lovely co-host, Yvette, here. Hello, Yvette. Hello, Brian. And we are fortunate to have Gabe Valentine with us today. He is the creator and writer of Digital Lizards of Doom. What's going on? What is up, everybody? For people who can't see this, Gabe has the coolest hair I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> So all like poofed out and crazy. Do you just wake up and rock it or do you like put some stuff in it? So here's a secret. I'm just lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have enough time in the day, or at least I've convinced myself that I don't have enough time in the day. So yeah, <clears throat> whatever my hair does, that's what it's going to do. And I just kind of leave it at that. Well, you were, you were blessed, my friend. You were truly uh, blessed. Gabe is the creator and writer of Digital Lizards of Doom. Gabe, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Well, uh, Digital Legends of Doom is centered around this story, this concept of an ancient pineapple demon who has trapped an entire universe of characters inside this video game simulation. And they are playing out their roles. All the characters are playing out their roles as these heroes, villains, protagonists, antagonists. And they are the story will be about their adventures, but also how they slowly become sentient over a period of time and slowly realize that they are trapped inside of a, a video game world and what they do with that information and how that affects them, uh, but put and stylized in a very fun and welcoming sort of like 90s 80s 90s Saturday morning cartoon show kind of vibe nice what cartoons specifically would you say they kind of look like oh um big 90s cartoon fan that's why I asked (laughs) oh okay cool so well it's interesting so I don't think they like they look 
like any characters per se, but um, so each, all of the main characters are inspired by very specific things. So for example, Dizzy Doom, he's like the main hero and he's very much inspired by Ninja Turtles, the American indie comic book character like he's just a cool dude and he eats pineapples and he says the word dude a lot and he's just you know he wants to help everybody um so very much that just that like spider-man that ninja turtle uh street sharks street sharks (laughs) you're bringing me back (laughs) samurai jack just this that kind of vibe and then dana deathly She's very much inspired by manga, Japanese pop culture. Um, she's a zombie ninja, you know, as one is sometimes. <laughs> and then we have Fat Cat Rogers. He's a cyborg cat pirate, and he's inspired by like the swashbuckling era, like the era uh, Errol Flynn and Pirates of the Caribbean, and just those high adventure stories, Pirates of Dark Water kind of stuff. And then we have. Spider Nose, who's a goblin, and he's like that monster, like that the old school kind of like London Frankenstein kind of era of monster movies. He kind of like worships his boss, who's Commander Echo, and Commander Echo represents like 1950s and 1960s sci-fi and horror. We have a witch in there because witches are sick, and the witch is like she just represents that she represents like witchcraft and that whole magical element. And yeah, it's just a fun, we have dryads. We have like a tree girl. She's her name is shaky Spears and she only talks in poetic verse and is a play on Shakespeare. And she's a dryad. Cause I was like, I need a dryad in this story. So I just thought that'd be cool. Pretty this fact. is right up my alley. I'm not even going to lie. When <laughs> I turned 21, I had a pirates and ninja themed birthday party. That's so sick. It, I mean, people were like, that seems so random. Why would you do that? I was like, it's what I love no, most. It's amazing. It, means, yeah. it seems amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you invite me? Well, because you didn't want to be friends with me yet. We just met. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I got, so, I actually, I, I lied. I got the invite. I, uh, I was too embarrassed to come. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you come up this? There's so much to this. How did you come up with it? Did it start with one character did you have like a couple characters in mind or did it just start building off itself? Yeah. So I, the concept came from another uh, show I watched as a kid called Invader Zim, actually like the concept. Well, I won't say it came from that. It was just kind of what sparked the idea. Like I, there was this episode of Invader Zim and he is, trying to take over for those of you who don't know invaders him is this alien and he comes to earth and he's trying to take over the planet earth and he um he's constantly he's horrible at destroying the world so he instead of destroying the world he always ends up saving it somehow from other people <laughs> who are trying to destroy it so there's this episode where i think it's called the planet jackers and they and they trap this planet in a simulation and they're slowly dragging earth to toss it into their star, into their sun, so they can they can burn more fuel for their planet. And I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. I was super creative, very imaginative. Um, and I wanted more, and I couldn't really find any stories like that 
And so this was when I was a teenager. So I just, I wrote songs about it and I just kind of kept that idea going for a long time. And it wasn't until about 2014, I decided that I was going to write the story. And I think the story was originally called Shokunin uh, or Wanderers of the Shokunin, I think. I would have to look. And Shokunin is, is a Japanese word for craftsman. And it's the order in the Digital Lizards of Doom universe. It's the order of wizards who have studied both science and sorcery and come together to make this incredible power that they're able to wield for, for good. Um, so, <clears throat> so it was, it was a lot of just my love of mythology and history, high adventure stories, space, sci-fi fantasy stories. I'm a huge Star Wars fan and Conan the Barbarian and a lot of these stories. I just wasn't really getting anywhere else. And I wanted to read a lot of this stuff. And I was like, you know, I grew up playing Final Fantasy and reading a lot of fantasy books like Tarzan and the princess of Mars and, and books like that. And it's just, it's so out there. Like there's, it just, that stuff was just so refreshing to read because there's no, you can tell when they're writing these stories, there's no one's, no one's going like, uh, no, this doesn't really make sense. And I love that. I love when stuff, when it's focused on the story, it doesn't need to make sense. You know, you have good characters you have a beginning, a middle, and an end. It doesn't need to make sense. And I love when I love when the creative juices are just like unbound and stuff just gets crazy. And I, yeah, I just wasn't really seeing that a lot. And so, you know, I got tired of asking comic book shop shops like where I could find more stuff like this. And you know, I'd talk around the campfire with my friends about, oh, it'd be so cool if, you know, there was this robot who wanted to assimilate worlds so he could, like, come up with knowledge to to learn more about those worlds and escape into another universe. It, and we just talked about this stuff forever. And then I eventually was like, ah, oh, screw it. I'm just going to write it myself. And then just started writing stuff down. Yeah, we've talked to a bunch of different creators, and I think one of the common themes between everybody is with the medium of comic books, there are no boundaries. Yeah. You can take it as far as you want. Yeah. It's so funny that you had mentioned the the witchcraft stuff, because that's actually how I came across your Instagram was through the lesser known coven Instagram. So I remember messaging you kind of just like, hey, this is who we are, you know, like check us out or whatever. And that felt, that feels like forever ago. That does. You know? Yeah. Oh, snap. So this is actually a first for us at the I Don't Know Shit About Comics podcast because we typically haven't interviewed creators that we've signed to lesser known comics. So yeah, we were kind of just like friends on Instagram first, you know, kind of like just say, hey, check us out type of thing before we started working together, you know, making comic books. So kind of tell us what has happened this summer, you know, this past summer that brought you to lesser known comics. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, by the way, I just piggybacking off of what you said. It's so crazy to think back then. And I, I remember that time, man, that was a weird time because I have a weird timestamp and I have to be very careful how I put this, but I was with a different publisher at the time and I was talking to Mark or you, I'm not sure who it was. 
And we were talking about doing a cross promotional thing and like sharing ad space and promoting each other's books. And I remember just, I, I was like, man, this is, I've been looking for people who want to work like this for so long. Cause that's, that's what I would do in music and stuff too. And, and so I was all, all excited about it. And I went to, I went to my publisher, my old publisher, and I said, Hey, look, check this out. There's this company called lesser known comics. They want to do, they have this really cool idea and no one would ever get back to me. And it was just like pulling teeth, trying to get in touch with anybody. And then I finally, and when I finally would get to somebody, they'd be like, oh, let us think about that. I'm like, what's there to think about? Like, it's not going to cost you any money. Like we're going to do that. Like, and then we just promote their stuff on our Kickstarters and we just cross promote, like, you know, they're making comics, we're making comics. It, it just makes sense. And um, they eventually said no. And I was super bummed. And I remember messaging lesser known comics. And I think I rewrote, I think I rewrote that message. This is not a joke. I think I rewrote that message, I think like 10 times. No, like a hundred percent. No offense. Yeah. Like I was trying to figure out, I was like, dude, these guys are going to think I'm the biggest douche in the world. And I was so bummed. And then I eventually left that publisher and uh, I was convinced that I was going to start my own publishing company. And I realized I was a crazy person. <laughs> and that I was not built for that. I had a lot of really good ideas and I thought I, I was, I, I am very good at executing those ideas, but I forgot about the whole time thing. <laughs> it's a minor. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, my math was great. I just didn't add in the time. And so once I calculated all that stuff, I reached out to who I assume was Mark on the page and we just started talking and I just started being like, Hey, like, do you remember me? I'm that, I'm that guy we talked about kind of doing like a cross promotional thing. Like, do you want to do that again? And, and then as I was getting back in touch with you guys, I was just, my life was taking this massive, massive shift. And there was just, I just felt like everything was, was falling apart and I'm like, what the hell's going on? And so I, I eventually just called Mark and was like, Hey man, like here's where I'm at in life. And digital lizards of doom is, is my baby. It means the world to me. And I, I don't want to lose it. And if you can give me any advice or structure on what I can do with this, this is what I've done so far. And then he's like, come on over here, dude. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like, you'll Water's have one. fine. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's just been awesome. It's just been like pancakes and rainbows, like ever since <laughs> I came over. And, I, for, and I'm, I'm serious. Like it's even on the stressful days, I know uh, LKC has my back and um, you guys have been just nothing but supportive and responsive and it's just been it's been incredible so um yeah so now you're oh can we curse on this channel i'm not sure yeah okay um, yeah so <laughs> <laughs> but now i'm not leaving now you guys are fucked because um oh, okay. gonna, you gave a mouse a cookie and now i just I now want we want some milk, some milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i gotta give uh i gotta give some props to our fearless leader mark bernal i mean 
I've only heard good things from the artists that work with LKC, but I mean, just as a, as a guy, really, really great dude and uh, a great friend of mine for too many years, but uh, <laughs> um, so. Plus it's super hot. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Gabe, as you know, <laughs> the name of the podcast is, I don't know shit about comics. We've heard from everyone on the lesser known comics team that you were like the encyclopedia of comic book, oh, cartoon, God, and no. nerd knowledge. There are <laughs> subtle and not so subtle references to things like Star Wars and Godzilla versus King Kong in your stories. Tell us a little bit about the creative process. Okay, well, I I don't want the rumor that I'm an encyclopedia of pop culture getting around <laughs> because that could end up very bad for me if I'm in front of a bunch of people at a convention and someone's like, what's the name of the seventh star in the star trek original series that they go to in episode 24 it's like ah oh, dude i don't know how dare you not know <laughs> i know i know it's bad and it's not episode 24 it's episode 25 and uh, <laughs> so i've been absorbing this stuff my whole life it's i don't like to use the word escapism because um i don't know like i could be wrong it's just me and i'm not i'm not like harsh browning on anyone who like does use that term. But uh, for me, it was never really escapism. This stuff was, it was like school. It was like when I was playing video games, it was like school, fun school, but it was still school. I was learning about these different races of elves and creatures and monsters. And so I've retained so much of that. So when I was creating this universe around a pineapple demon who is obsessed with these characters in this, in this universe. And he wants to trap them so he can turn them into a video game and sell it for a bunch of money. I was like, this is the perfect opportunity to make, to like add little nods to all of my favorite things. And I wanted to establish that right off the bat. I don't know if um, I don't have a book nearby, but uh, in the very, the very first time the audience sees pineapple pea and this is this is very important that I, I really wanted this like everyone to know this the first time you see pineapple pea in digital legends of doom level one up oh, there we go mark has it um he pineapple pea is pulling on some boxes as he's talking to the audience you know he's already breaking the fourth wall like right off the bat he's he's talking to the audience and if you look at all the names of the boxes they all say different things like they say anime punk rock hip-hop um rock metal comics like sci-fi all these different genres so that's like a precursor of the entire universe of this is what you're getting into and there's there's hints i mean there's there's so many easter eggs in in every single dlod book um very subtle nods to even even some storytelling elements as well that that hint to how the entire story is going to um, climax and uh, it's it's just fun that's that's pretty much I mean that was a very long answer but it's just fun <laughs> like I, I I'm a fan of all of this stuff and so any chance I get I want to I want to talk about it and I, I want to talk about it with other people because I'm a I'm a I'm a nerd I'm a I'm a giant nerd and that's why I love conventions because you see all the cool cosplays and it's like, Oh my gosh, like one piece, like, Oh my gosh, parts of dark water. Like, Oh my gosh. And then people walk up and, 
it's like this instant, it's like speaking a language, you know, like you go somewhere foreign and some people feel uncomfortable or out of place. And then when you speak their language, there's like an instant camaraderie that comes with that. And so for me, pop culture and movies and music and just comic books, sci-fi movies, all that stuff. That's, that's my language. That's the language I speak. And it's a, it's a language I love. You were at Comic-Con with Mark recently. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? What was that experience like? We got so hammered. I don't really remember. <laughs> yeah. so the, shrooms, <laughs> the shrooms took over, uh, I don't know, like two hours in. So there was not a lot of work. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's like there, the start of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah. Like halfway to Barstow. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was awesome. And uh, it couldn't have been a better introduction. I thought I showed up and or i picked him up from the airport and then we get to the hotel and it was like mark's the coolest person i've ever met and then andrea comes and i meet andrea i'm like oh my gosh andrea is the coolest person i've ever met <laughs> and then you know jackie comes and i'm like jackie's the coolest person i've ever met and then brian shows up uh, brian weber and i'm like brian's the coolest person it is just like this family that you guys have put together is astonishing to me i have been doing uh, not comics. Uh, I've only been doing comics for a couple of years. Well, uh, well, I guess I've been working on comics a lot longer, but you know, actually publish publishing and working towards that a couple of years. But um, but I've been doing music for a long time and trying to find those communities and trying to find those people who you can work with, get along with, that are fun to be around, but also talented, and then also nice people, and then also good people. And it's just, and I don't know. I, I have to believe that that's just the type of person that Mark is because he just has this, he's, he's one of those people. He's a good, honest, respectful, loving person. So he obviously attracts other people who are like that. And it, it just, it, it was awesome. And everyone just like synced up. I mean, I, I think that was the theme. I think one of us, if not all of us said that every single day, like we just, everyone knew what to do. And we all promoted each other's stuff. We all worked together and none of it ever felt awkward or weird. It just, it all felt natural and it was really cool. I can't wait to do more conventions with LKC. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. I hope I'm invited to the next one. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> A little better. There was, that was the first time I saw your picture. There's this picture hanging up and it said, not allowed in convention. <laughs> yeah. They've been putting that yeah. up lately. I don't know why. <laughs> So you, you talked a little bit about your music and Mark actually, when he got back from Comic-Con was like, dude, Gabe from, from Digital Lizards of Doom, you got it. He makes this music. It's awesome. And he sent me one of the songs on Spotify and I had to yell at him afterwards because it was, I was humming it in my head for like at least two or three days afterwards. Mark, what <laughs> song was that? Make a toast. Yeah. Oh, dude. Okay. So yeah. catchy. So catchy, <laughs> my guy, man. It was awesome. Yeah, dude, you're you all right. Blush during a podcast, dude. That's just <laughs> rude. You're a renaissance man. You do everything. Oh man, thank so you. So you're in the band Digital Lizards of Doom, and clearly a musically talented guy. How does making music influence the way that you make comics? Um, it doesn't. No, I'm just are there any similarities uh, when you're like going in and working on a comic and going in and working on a song? No, a hundred percent, a hundred percent that 
it's it's funny because so before I was doing music, so I consider myself more of a storyteller than a musician. And that's not like I'm not trying to be like fake humble or any of that nonsense. Uh, but I'm like, I I feel like an imposter. I'm gonna be honest. I don't like admitting that because you're not, you know, you're supposed to talk good about yourself and stuff. But no, I, I totally feel like an imposter. I don't feel like a comic book writer. I, I don't feel like um, a musician. But I have always felt like a storyteller. It, when I was a little kid, I used to write stories. And, you know, I never thought, I don't know, I, I just never had the idea like that I could write comics. I, I, it's I, that came such later in life, but I would write stories. I would write stories for my friends. I would draw these little pictures. I suck at drawing, by the way. I would draw these little pictures. I would like make these backgrounds, these little picture backgrounds with like trees kind of like in a, on a, on a line. And I would get like these popsicle sticks and I would put like characters on them. And I would just like, kind of like run them around the line and just like, they would have stories and stuff. And so when I got older, I got way into punk rock and um, just fell in love with that scene, but I wasn't an angry person but I really wanted to play punk rock and I was, but I didn't really have anything like, you know, my parents were divorced, but I didn't really care about that. So I wasn't like mad at the world. And I was like, man, like I got to get pissed off about something. And then I was like, dude, what if like you know, my girlfriend was like a Greek goddess and she like turned me to stone and I had to like fight a dragon. Like I could probably be pissed off about that. So then I like started writing these songs about, all this crazy fantasy stuff and all these like weird things that never happened. And I, I found right after that, I discovered my friends like, Oh dude, this is like, this is like horror punk and like sci-fi punk. And I'm like, what? And then I discovered the misfits and I got into that and I was like, Oh my God, like, this is it. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm a storyteller. And even though I'm, you know, around all these people who have been playing guitar since they were little kids, you know, and I didn't even start playing guitar until I was like, 15 or 16 and I'm like just feeling way out of place and they're all better than I am. It's like, I can play some power chords and write lyrics about fighting demons and stuff. So um, that's, that's basically how I got into it. And I think, I don't think I've ever written a song that didn't have, that wasn't story focused. The story has always come first before the lyrics. So in a way, I writing comics, it's the same approach. It's, you know, who are the characters? What is the setting? What emotion do I want to invoke? What, what do I want to see? What do I want to see these characters go through? And, and then write, put that story together and, and write that story. So, um, so when you're writing a song, I'm, I'm curious how this works. Do you have like a storyline in, in <clears throat> mind and then you kind of write lyrics, then put the music to that? How does that all work? Yeah, I always have a storyline in mind before I come up with the lyrics. And I almost, I almost can't do it any other way. Actually, you know, I, I would actually say I can't. Uh, my friend Trevor... He's, he's a really good songwriter and he has a band called Sweet Tooth and they're, they're getting pretty big right now, actually. And I'm always blown away by his talent. Like he can write a song so fast and I can, I can only do that when it happens. It's really weird. I, I can't, 
I have to have the story. And then it's like writing a song about a memory, I guess, because him and I have talked about this before. So it's like, if I don't have the memory, I can't write the song. So I have to have the story that acts as the memory first. And then I can come up with lyrics all day and melodies and hooks and chords. But without the story, my brain is just empty. And I don't hear or see anything. That's so, so interesting. Mark, you can jump in on this one, but it seems like that is the opposite way that most people go about putting a song together. I think most people start writing the music and then they're like, oh, I'll come up with some lyrics to like go with that and then like shape those in some way. But you, you have the story, come up with like some lyrics and then put music to that is what it sounds like. Yeah. And it's, I've gotten that from a lot of people and it is actually frustrating because a lot of people are like, oh, you write really good songs. You should become a songwriter for other people. And I was like, oh yeah, you're right. And then I tried that and it was disastrous. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, how come I'm not coming up with anything? This is really weird. <laughs> and I realized the creative part of my brain doesn't work that way, I guess. And, and maybe, maybe it will later. I'm not sure. It's actually something I've spent a lot of time thinking about because I have realized the way I write isn't how most people write songs. It's like, oh, I really like that chord. Ooh, that's cool. Okay. Uh, it sounds kind of evil. Maybe we'll like have some evil lyrics, you know, or oh, I really yeah. like this chord. This is like happier song. Well, let's, what are like happy things? Let's come with some happy words. And I, I can't do that. It's, it's super bizarre. Like it's, it's frustrating. It really, I'm like, <laughs> I wish I could, but maybe I will. I, I you know, I'm, I'm learning a lot, trying to always learn from people, different people, different musicians. But yeah, it trips me out. So we recorded our 2021 recap episode and we talked about like the good, the bad, the ugly things we hope to do in 2022. Some of our New Year's resolutions, a personal one, and then like a podcast or comic related one. So tell us what went good, what went in 2021 and then what your plans are for digital lizards of doom in 2022 um what went good in 2021 absolutely nothing nothing could happen no we had um no 2021 I, honestly it i can't think of a year that was as exciting as 2021 had been for quite some time you know there was just a lot of things, there's a lot of emotional turmoil in my life, but it was you know, that a lot of things that were ending in my life in 2021, relationships, friendships, and, and bad, bad uh, relationships, you know, people, <clears throat> people that you wouldn't really want in your life anyways, but there was just a lot of these things just kept ending. And I was blaming myself for a lot of stuff and just trying not to be trying to be introspective but trying not to go so far down like a dark rabbit hole because that can be pretty dangerous you know and it really taught me that i can go through some pretty some pretty tough shit and i've already i've my life has been pretty crazy like i've i've gone through some some pretty like hard times before in my life but 2021 was this weird year where you know i thought it was there was a, there was a while where I was like, I don't know how it can get much worse. Like, I don't know what else could happen right now. And it really showed me who my family was and who my friends are. And these people just really lifted me up and came together. 
and even though Mark and I didn't really know each other too well, Mark, I include Mark in that group of people as well, because he was just, he was there for me and we didn't really even have an agreement at the time or any idea of how we were going to work together. But I just found myself like reaching out to him for even just to talk sometimes I came in like this happened today. Like, thanks for talking to me on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) And I had just a lot of people who were encouraging me and I just stayed focused on, on what I love and what I love is writing for digital lizards of doom. And even, and even that actually got a little rough because digital lizards of doom, a big part of the story Uh, how do I put this? A big part of the story was inspired by somebody who, who's not in my life anymore. And I I lost them last year and it just, it was like, it felt weird. And um, even though, I don't know if I said this already, but all eight books, all eight of the DLED books are, have been written. They've been finished since I think like They've been finished for a couple of years um, and, but they're basically just pretty detailed rough drafts. They're like 30 pages long, 30 to 40 pages long. And so I'm having to finish these stories that's leading to this thing that's going to happen that involves this person. And it was just, it was like, it was like masochistic, you know, and and I just powered through and it was just, and when, when I powered through, I realized that the, the pain I was feeling and all of these things I was, I was feeling, it was actually beautiful, you know, it, and it really, it cleared my mind of so much stuff. It was like, well, I'm doing this anyways, even though these terrible things happened and it was so cool to me because I'm like, these things were done out of love. This is who I really am. You know, and I was thinking, I was so twisted up because of all these these relationships and people leaving. You know, like am I like you know having these thoughts like am I a bad person? Like did I why is this happening to me? And you know, all the all those thoughts that you ask yourself. And it really showed me who I was as a person and the the people who have allowed to be in my life and my close friends and, and you all like everything I held on to all the fakeness, like who I was in D-Lod, me being a musician, uh, money, my career, all these things was, everything was taken away, my relationships. And all I was left with was who I am as a person. And it really showed me that like allowed me to kind of like, not fall back in love with myself. That's a weird way of putting it. Um, but just be like, be okay with myself. And I was like, Oh, this is cool. I'm going to be okay. This is, this is awesome. And so, yeah, it was like one of the hardest years I've ever had and are probably the hardest year I've ever had. And then at the same time, I think possibly the best year I've ever had. It was just, so so nuts (laughs) and i'm just i'm so excited for 2022 like you know i i realized at comic-con uh i was talking to mark about this that i had never had my book at a convention because my first book came out in stores 
in uh, January of 2021. So, and then, you know, COVID happened and everything. Um, So um, I didn't have a book at conventions. I was doing everything online. And so being at um, LA Comic Con and being around people with a book and it was like the perfect end to a year. I don't know if I, it was, it just felt so incredible. It felt so good. So, um, so yeah. And then for 2022, I just, I want to hopefully, uh, bless lesser known comics with the, the small amount of knowledge that I've picked up over the years and the contacts that I've acquired over the years and then just bring them to a family uh, of incredibly talented creatives and see where it goes and just get hyped. And that's I'm I, like, I wake up almost every morning now and um, I, I like, I'm going to, I had to move too. So like, I'm in a, I'm in a different house now. And there's just like so many changes that happen all at the same time. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and, um, and now it's just been so awesome. Like I have just these incredible friends and this incredible publishing company. And it just, I'm trying not to jinx it, you know, cause I'm like, Oh no, something bad's going to happen soon, but I'm trying not to think that way. But yeah. So for, for 2022, I, I just want to release the next three D lot books and keep the adventure going and release a couple of releasing some more music uh, this year. And keeping that going and doing some work with comic books for kids. It's a charity I work with that um, delivers comic books to over 200 hospitals in the U S. And so I want to, one of my big goals is working more closely with them over this year. And something I couldn't do last year because my head just like, wasn't really in the right spot. And so now that I'm I'm feeling a lot more uh, clear minded and, and, Uh, A lot of the negative stuff is gone. Uh, I can just focus on, on those goals and, and, you know, spending time with family and, and my people. So, yeah. Right on. Well, in the words of the late, great, every time I die, how are you going to get high if you've never been low? Right. (laughs) That's true. true. Are you a YouTube fan? Oh, huge. Yeah. I just actually came up on the news that they broke up today. I, I mean, was, I don't know if they broke up today, but I just came across that today. I thought they broke up like three times in the past, like, uh, like two months. Like, well, you heard about all the drama and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I was like yeah. going through social media today, like looking through all the different profiles, like seeing their posts and trying to put it together. I was like, <laughs> it's a damn shame. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a hot damn shame. Yeah. Ooh, I like what you did there. <laughs> so Gabe, it's been great talking to you tonight and I'm sure we'll be doing it more and more in the future. Why don't you tell us and our, you know, 2.3 listeners out there where they can find your books, where they can go check out the comics for kids charity, where they can find more of you. You can find my books on lesserknowncomics.com. And you can reach out to me at Digital Lizards of Doom, all one word, on Instagram. And uh, DLOD, or at DLOD World on Twitter and Facebook. But I'm mainly on Instagram. So if you, if you want to, you know, talk and 
uh, hang out and uh, Instagram is the place. And then also dlodworld.com if you want to uh, check out like more of our, our stuff. And if you type in digital lizards of doom on Google, um, just go and have a good time. It's just type in digital lizards of doom on Google. There's videos, music, all kinds of crazy stuff, articles. Um, and then, you know, Spotify and Apple Music, obviously, of course, too, if you want to listen to our jams. Oh, yeah. And if you haven't heard it before, you are in for a treat. Well, Gabe, unfortunately, we're out of time. But thanks so much for coming on with us. We've had a blast and we'll have to do it again soon. Yeah, we will, man. Thank you so much for having me, everybody. <laughs> Did you forget to wear deodorant today? No, it's my new body spray by Lesser Known Comics. Do you read comics and also want to smell like your favorite thing? I was really sick of getting out of the shower and no longer smelling like all the things that I love, like cat hair and jalapeno poppers. Lesser Known Comics body spray is available in the following flavors. Wild Jerry, Jägermeister, Nacho Cheese, Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew Cobra Red, Quarantine, Imaginary Girlfriend. Wait, ew, why are they flavored? Also comes in new scents for women to include fear, regret, shame, spandex sweat, and crippling self-doubt. Cool smell, Barbara. Uh, thanks, I guess. Doubles as a food additive, an explosive diuretic. I've lost like 20 pounds since spraying my food with lesser known comics body spray. Causes irreversible damage to the liver, kidneys, bladder, heart, and colon. Users have reported feelings of inescapable paranoia, being chased by shadow monsters, and the need to barricade oneself in their mother's basement. Lesser known comics body spray is not intended for use as contraceptive, personal lubricant, fair maze, or protection against chlamydia, which is not a flower. Lesser known comics body spray. Smell aggressively. <laughs> All right. Well, that was our interview with Gabe Valentine, the Gabe Valentine of Digital Lizards of Doom. And man, I feel like we just scratched the surface of what went down with Gabe and the LKC fam at Comic-Con. Mark, can you give us a, a few more nuggets of what happened there? Oh, it was insane. I think both from like a standpoint of that was our first Comic-Con and LA Comic-Con is giant. So it'd be like a whole day thing. And then afterwards, we were going, um, hitting up some dive bars with some other creators. We saw Dave Law. We were out there with Dave Law. And then the guys who produced Roz and the Big Man. But, you know, like some other things, you know, the saying, what happens at uh, LA Comic Con? Don't talk about, you know, until the statute of limitations is up. I think that's how the <laughs> saying goes. Well, from what I hear, I don't know if there were actually hallucinogens taken while the LKC team was there, but. If you were to go to a Comic-Con and take mushrooms or your hallucinogen of choice, what a great place to go. All the people dressed up in their uh, cosplay, you just walk over and try and pet their face or something. Sounds great. Exactly where I want to be. Yeah. Well, we had a lot of fun talking to Gabe, and we hope you had just as much fun as we did. Catch you next time, and hey... We still don't know shit about comics. Let me rock with you, animal. I'm kind of good with that type of stone. If I'm bad, you can blow me up. Send me out to oblivion. Get it closer than anyone
Let me rock for you, animal Now I'm closer than anyone Man, I wish I was radical I could live in your universe Now we got it, now we got it, now we want it 